talking about somebody who will absolutely depend upon his word. He's saying, if you'll abide in my words, if you'll be the kind of person that will absolutely depend on my word, you're what I need. You're all that I need. I need your word in my life. Somebody who will remain consistent, sticking with his word. He says, if you do that, you are my disciples and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Didn't, didn't he say, doesn't the word say, your word is a light unto my path, right? And a lamp unto my feet. A light unto whose path? My path, right? And a lamp unto my feet. Do you see what I'm saying? That God wants to give you the exactly, exactly the solution. Exactly the answer that you need. A light unto your path. A lamp unto your feet. God has the thing that you need. Very specific Real-time answers. Isn't that right? Light unto my path. Lamp unto my feet. Doesn't it say in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is God-breathed, right? All Scripture is God-breathed. Meaning that God spoke through people to write the Word of God and it says that all Scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for what? For doctrine, right? For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Who's it, re- who's it correcting? Who's it instructing? You. Right? Verse 17. That the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God wants to heal you, deliver you, release your calling, your potential, fulfill promises because he loves you. And where has he provided for those things? In his word. It's the gospel. You and I. That's what we need, is the gospel. Not gospel plus this and plus that and plus that. The gospel. This is what the Lord is trying to tell us. He's trying to show us, I am your Lord. And I know how to lead you. I am working in you to will and to do. And I know how to speak to you. And I know how to reveal you to give you the very things that you need. And what you need, the victory you need, it's in my Word. <clears throat> See, imagine that this is a, a pretty hardcore bike lock here, right? And imagine this bike lock represents that stronghold that's been in your life, that lie or that habit that's keeping you from all that God has for you. And you'll notice that on this bike lock, there are five numbers. Imagine that those five numbers are the five C's, right? The five things that we need to do to walk in the Spirit, to consider who I am in Christ, to confess that sin, to cut off those, to consecrate myself to God in obedience, right, to His commands, and and also to cry out to Him. When you're walking in the Spirit, you don't just do one or two of these. You've got to do all of them, right? Just like on this bike lock, You can't get one of the numbers right. You need all five of the numbers. And what happens when you get all five numbers? It unlocks, right? We need to walk in the Spirit, and we need to hear the Lord on each one of these things. But see, it's not good enough just to know that it's a five-number combination, is it? It's not just enough to know, hey, I've got some bondage in my life. You know, some people will say that, like, I know, I know, I know I got some bondage in my life. I know what my problem is. 
It's not good enough, is it? And it's not good enough to know the gospel in general. Let me explain. I know God loves me. I know, yeah, Jesus died for my sins. I know, I know. You know, you'll tell people that sometimes, right? Oh, hey. And sometimes, I, you know, I'm just trying to help people. I'm trying to be like a coach to them. And I'll say, okay, well, let me talk to you about how to walk in the Spirit. Let's talk about that. And we'll begin to talk about how to walk in the Spirit. And they'll say, but I, I do read my Bible. I, say, I, didn't, I, di- I didn't talk about that. I didn't say if you walk in your Bible, you be a good Christian, you'll be fine. I, wasn't, I talked about knowing who you are in Christ. I'm talking about crying out to God. But I, but I, I pray. I do. I pray. I didn't, talk, I didn't say, do you, I didn't ask if you pray. People become defensive, right? And a lot of times because we're trying to earn God's approval or other people's approval. Look, I'm not worried about that. I like you. He likes you more, right? You know what I'm saying? When I'm trying to come alongside people, I'm trying to uh, come alongside to coach them to get breakthrough. I'm glad you pray, and I'm glad you read your Bible. That's very good, very, very important. But listen, if we're just going through the motions, reading our Bible or praying, and we're not getting freedom... Maybe that's religious, right? No, no, we need to go after God and find out who we are, find out what sin it is and the root of that sin, find out what those things are that I need to cut off and find out the strategies. Remember we talked about the commands of God are actually Holy Spirit strategies, right? It's your coach trying to tell you how to get victory. And we need to hear those things and then we need to cry out with all of our heart for his help, right? If we're not doing all five of those things, we're not gonna get freedom. But look, listen, what do I need to unlock this lock? What do I need to unlock this lock? What do I need to know? Come on, somebody tell me. What do I need to know? The combination, right? The five numbers. If I don't know the five numbers, is it going to unlock for me? And listen, my stronghold may not be the same as your stronghold. The thing I'm struggling with is not the same thing that you're struggling with. Now, in general, all human beings, we all struggle with basically the same stuff. And we all need the same truth. We all need the same Jesus. But so often, what we don't do is we don't press into the Lord and into the Word and allow Him to take the truth of the gospel and apply it to right where we're at. In order to unlock this thing, you need to know the numbers, right? You need what the Bible calls revelation. See, everything we need is in the Word of God. Everything you need is in the Word of God because Jesus is a sufficient Lord and Savior. But you and I need the Holy Spirit to apply that truth to our hearts and reveal how it applies to us. We need revelation. We need the Lord to personalize it to our life. Right? I'll explain, but watch. Right? I need to know that the first number is a one. And the second number. Wait a minute. I'm doing it backwards. See, you gotta get it, you can't be upside down. There's a, profound, there's a profound metaphor there, I know. You've got to know the first number is 1, and the second number is a 9. You've got to know the third number is a 7. Nope, the third number is a 9. And the, and the four, I'm telling you, this is a great example. And the fourth number is a 7, and the last number is a 1, and then it'll unlock. Amen? You've got to know the numbers. 
What do you need to know the numbers? You can't just know generally that you who you are in Christ. You can't just know generally that there's sin in my life. Yeah, yeah, Jesus loves me and I have sin. Okay. You can't just know generally that, oh, those things are bad. I should probably not do them. You can't just know generally, yeah, there's a bunch of commands in the Bible. I'm supposed to do them and I'll be a good person, good Christian. You can't do that. It's not, it's not going to give you freedom. There's something that you're struggling with. And listen, the Lord wants to set you free. He loves you. And he has the exact strategy. He knows the exact combination to set you free. He knows exactly what truth you need to hear. He knows exactly what lie you are believing. He knows exactly what promises you need to claim in the word of God. That's why he put them there. He knows exactly what strategies. He is the brilliant Lord who all of his commands are good and right. And he knows exactly if you will do A, B, and C, it will unlock your heart and set you free. He knows it. He knows it. And he's the only one. You might know a little bit because you know you, but I don't know you really deeply. I don't really know what lie you're believing. I don't really know what you're struggling with, but he knows. And you may not even know, but he knows, right? And he wants to reveal that to you through the word of God. Didn't he say that the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth? Didn't he say that in John 16? Yeah? Didn't Jesus say the Spirit will guide you into all truth? Why? Because the same God who wrote the Bible, the same Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible is with you. Jesus calls him the other helper, the paracletos. You literally have your own personal tutor, your own personal trainer, your own personal coach, your own personal counselor to sit with you as you read the Bible or sit with you right here as you're listening to the word preached to you and you have God himself right there wanting you to get free, wanting you to get this and he's whispering solutions and answers and truths and promises to you. You need revelation. You need to know exactly, not generally, exactly, and on each of those five things. When I'm talking about walking in the Spirit, the Bible says that, that when you're walking in the Spirit, it means that the Spirit's leading you, leading you. And he's guiding you and leading you into all truth. See, you need to know, who am I in Christ? What is the Lord saying to me? You need to know those promises. You need to know what sin and the root of that sin and that lie that he needs to cut off of your heart so you can confess that. When we're talking about confession, we're not talking about confessing because I feel like I'm a bad person. No, he loves you. We're talking about him saying, hey, did you know that you're believing that lie? And you say, oh. And you confess it. But you can't know that unless he reveals it to you. Remember, I, remember we talked about this last week? In your light, I see light. Remember that? In your light. Sorry, I don't know what that's all about. In your light, I see light. I don't know why it's doing that. In your light. Where's his light? In his presence, in his word, right? His word is light. Light into my path and a lamp into my feet. In your light, I see light. What does that mean? You get into his word. You get into an environment like this where our faith is built and we're worshiping the Lord and we're in his presence and his word is going out. And what happens? Light shines on you. Oh, I never realized that I believed that lie. 
Oh my goodness, I never realized that God wanted to do that in my life. Or you'll say something like, man, that's just what I needed to hear today. That's just what I needed to hear. Or as you're hearing the word, all of a sudden you just get it. You just get it. You know, you've been in church for all these years. Some of you, sometimes you've been through OSL and it's like in OSL, you're like, I just got it. I don't know why. Maybe mentally or spiritually you had an encounter with God that you had not had in the past and it was like, I get it now. I get it. That's revelation. Listen, revelation is when God's truth becomes true for you. It becomes your truth. It's that aha moment. We don't mean that in the natural But in the spiritual, when God reveals the truth to you, it's when he personalizes the gospel to you. When I say personalize, I don't mean like he gives you a loophole out of some commandment, right? Some people do that, you know? God spoke to me, and I don't really have to do that. Uh, No, the Holy Spirit's not going to lead you to disobey God. What we're talking about is personalizing the commands of God. He's going to show you strategies, and he's going to motivate you to do what it is that you didn't know how to do on your own. He's going to expose lies that you've been believing that you didn't even realize were there. That is revelation. That is when his light shines on your heart and what has always been true, that he loves you, what has always been true, that the gospel is sufficient, what's always been true, the promises of God, becomes true for you and you realize it for the first time. All right, we don't have time to go to Proverbs 2. Well, you can read later. Proverbs 2 basically just says, let me just summarize it. I asked the Lord. I think we're good. Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 5. Here's the summary. You need to go after the word of God, and when you do, he'll speak to you. Listen, it says this. Wisdom comes from God's mouth. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But James chapter 1 says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Right? And God who gives liberally and without reproach, without favoritism, give it to you. We go after God's word with hunger and desire and longing so that he will reveal himself to us. God's word is not the problem. Remember Jesus talked about the four different soils? One person has a hard heart and just doesn't get it. Enemy comes and steals that word out of their heart. Another person has rocks in their heart, offenses towards God, lies. They, they might have a little bit of truth, but they got a lot of lies. They might believe the gospel, but they also believe a lot of cultural pop theology and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. They're mixed in there with consumerism and instant gratification and offense towards God. Or other people, they're thorny hearts, right? They've got cares of this life, worry and busyness and the deceitfulness of wealth. I think money's going to solve their problems. I think that's what I need. I need money. What did Jesus say? They, they don't get it. They produce no fruit. See, people will tell me, they'll say, Pastor, like I'll talk about this and they'll say, Pastor, I don't hear God. Now listen, I have so much compassion because a lot of times I understand what they're saying. And I ask them questions. What do, what do you mean? And all this kind of stuff. And I'll, I love to journey with people. Well, let's, let's process that together. I understand why some people say that. Or many Christians will say, I, I don't hear God. And a lot of times, they mean things like, I don't hear God like you hear God. Which, well, that's an easy one. 
You don't have to hear God like me, right? Or, they'll, or a lot of times they're, they're going through a dry season or a hard time, and they're just not hearing the Lord right then. But so I ask them, have you ever heard God? We'll process that. But listen, I, I'm going to say this out of great love and compassion. There's not really a rebuke or anything. But people who say they don't hear God, those of you who are Christ followers, people who say that, they're wrong. The problem is not that you don't hear God. Jesus told us exactly what's going on. It's that we don't believe him. It's that we have these rocks in our hearts and these thorns in our hearts and this hardness in our hearts. Paul calls it the hearing of faith. Hearing God is not a matter of some sort of skill like, or special, like you have to be special. No one is advantaged or disadvantaged in the kingdom of God in this regard. He said it's those who hear with faith. It's whether or not you believe it. So here's what's really going on a lot of times when people say, I don't hear God. Most of the time, it's that they have forgotten what he said. They have rocks in their hearts, which means that they went, it didn't happen as fast as they thought it would. They thought the kingdom would come automatically. They thought it would be easy. They thought the moment that they heard the word and believed it, that boom, we'd have freedom. That's not how it works. And we'll talk about that. You've got to walk by faith and persevere. And so what happens is they stop believing what he said. And then they'll say, I don't hear God. But if I walk with them and journey with them with great compassion, I'll find, well, actually, you did hear God. You need to stand on what he said. Or some people, they're so busy or worried. Sometimes they can't even hear the word when it's being preached because their brain or their heart is so full of clutter and anxiety and worry and fear of what other people are thinking about them. And I got to do this and this and this. And they've missed it. Or they really, really sincerely believe that money will fix their problem. Sometimes it's the person who will only come to church to ask for money, but sometimes it's not that. They want that quick fix from God, and they don't actually believe that what God needs to do in them is their character. They think God just needs to change their circumstances. No, he needs to change you. And so what happens is they don't hear the word because they don't like what they hear. And it doesn't fit in their paradigm. Where you think it's got to be some feeling. It doesn't have to. And so sometimes I'll let people know, and I don't mean this in any kind of arrogance, I'll tell them, oh, oh you've heard God. Because I'm telling you the word of the Lord right now. I don't mean that in any kind of arrogance. All I know is that I have gone before the Lord and I've sought the Lord. I've actually been called by Jesus to seek him, not just for me, but for you. The Lord tells me that I'm to give you food in your, in, uh, it says to, uh, to give his servants, his God's servants, their food in proper season. So I go before the Lord and he tells me what I whisper in your ears, you proclaim in the rooftops. He tells me, feed my sheep. You realize I've gone before the Lord. Now he can speak to you, absolutely, and he does speak to you one-on-one. Maybe when you're reading your Bible. But listen, I've gone before the Lord and I've heard the Lord for you. Now I only see in part. Right? I only see little bits. Okay. Or maybe a person in the church, God moves in the gifts of the Spirit and they lay hands on you and they prophesy over you. And they give you a scripture or they give you a word of encouragement. You've just heard God. He speaks through people. Even the Bible itself was written through people. If we're going to be offended at the messenger... Or disdain the messenger. We're going to miss it. Do you remember they missed Jesus because they, he's Joseph's son. 
is this one calling himself anointed? What did he say? I've been anointed of the Lord to preach good news to the poor. Remember what he said about Matthew 13, the, the hard soil, the rocky soil, the thorny soil. What did he say? They have ears, but they do not hear, and they have eyes, but they do not see. Do you realize what Jesus is saying? It's all over the Bible. Guys, I'm not the problem. I want to heal you. That's what he's saying. My word is sufficient for you. We need revelation. And what we don't need is you don't need to become some hyper-spiritual person. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be like, I had this feeling or this angel came and talked to me. No, actually, it's way more simple than that. It's called the hearing of faith, which means when I prophesy to you that God will bring breakthrough to your life, the hearing of faith is you believe that that's actually God. Now, if it's not, you should go to another church. But, but if I've heard the Lord and I've proclaimed the word of the Lord to you, now you might say Dave only sees in part. That's fine. You can have a balanced perspective of Dave Turner. I'm not perfect. But if I've heard the Lord, then you're hearing God right now. When you open up your Bible and you start reading the Bible and somebody says, but I don't hear God. You were just reading the Bible. How can you say you weren't hearing God? He was talking to you the whole time. But it didn't happen like the way you talk about it. Well, it doesn't normally happen the way I talk about it either. You know, that I have had experiences with the Lord that are a powerful. But you know, when I was first a Christian, I would come and talk to the guy who led me to Jesus, and I would say, yeah, I heard the Bible. I mean, no, I was reading the Bible, and I, and I just had this thought. And I would tell him this thought, this idea, this principle. Guess what? I didn't realize that God was speaking to me. I didn't realize that the Lord was revealing and personalizing, personalizing these things to me. And he was giving me what I like to call clues to the treasure. He was giving me the breadcrumb. Because a lot of times what we do is we'll read our Bible and we'll get an insight from the Lord and then we file it away and we don't think about it ever again. What I've learned to do is follow the breadcrumbs. If I get a prophetic word, I hold on to it. If I get a word from the Lord or a scripture or some insight, I go after it. And what I have found is it's the breadcrumb leading to the mother load. What I've found is he gives clues leading to the treasure. You want freedom and you want breakthrough. You need to know who you are. And you need to let the Lord speak to you about rude issues in your life and cut those things off. You need strategies, real-time strategies. And they're in the word. So yeah, we got to go after the word. You say, well, you know, do I have to read my Bible? Maybe, but what about just what I'm doing right now? You, we need to hear the word preached to us. And it's in the hearing of the word. And it's in reading the word and meditating the word and praying the word that the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you and personalize a scripture. And literally, it's that truth that will set you free. Amen? All right. Let's respond to the Lord. Kurt, lead us up. Lead us in response.